Hey everybody, what's poppin'? What's up kids? How's it going? How's life? Ready to go back to school? Not me. I graduated, humble brag. Anyway, this is episode 93. I uh, wasn't able to get my guest on this weekend. Shout out to Austin the Hooligan Eulen. Very talented dude. He does uh, comedy and wrestling and he makes videos. So he's definitely going to be on uh, in about two weeks. I'm going to get this dude Devin Maldonado on next weekend. So that's going to be cool. He works at Ponda Set. I get to ask him beer questions because I love beer. Who doesn't love beer? It's amazing. This episode is a repost from another podcast I have with the homie Zane. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. We're eight episodes deep. It's called Heard That. And we got a new guest uh, by the name of Janie. She's real cool. It's a fun time. It's a lot crazier than this podcast, I think. it's uh, It's been crazy so far but uh our third episode was andy justice and he's like a local celebrity hero really cool guy really good dude and i've been wanting to share this one on here just in case you haven't heard it yet i'm assuming a lot of you haven't because not everyone has the anchor app and everything and not everyone's really looked at the other podcasts but i encourage you to go look at that other podcast if you if you um you know already heard this episode and if you haven't heard this episode you know enjoy it you can listen to it twice it's a good one guy's full of wisdom he's an awesome dude had a great time talking to him i'll probably listen to it again too because it's probably one of my favorite episodes i've ever recorded i didn't think i'd get a guy that cool on here no offense to everyone else but i mean a guy that cool a guy that that well known you know out of my generation because he's probably the the first one first person i got who wasn't like you know around my age group so i didn't really expect it actually zane got him on because they had messaged through Facebook, and he's a really cool dude, really awesome, he really supports the city, talked a lot about food, uh, ambitions, his work ethic, works really hard, awesome guy, does real estate, so please enjoy the episode, guys, uh, a little bit of my world, we got a show coming up Friday at Golden Light, very excited, this will be our second show at Golden Light, Comedy Cartel, part two, first one was crazy, standing room only, it was wild, one of the best shows ever, crowd was super supportive, really awesome to see that in little amarillo we waited four months finally booked it again hopefully we get that same energy hopefully we get that same hype so please go out friday golden light that'll be the 16th yeah august 16th 9 30 p.m go out to golden light saul rodriguez is hosting uh we've got a comic from lubbock selena martinez she's been on this podcast before shout out selena i think she's been here twice maybe just one time but yeah, shout out Selena, uh, Saul Rodriguez, Skylar Potter, Chad Sotelo, Gabe Casper, Kevin Mason, Fredo Will. Shout out me as well. Just kidding. But no, it's going to be a great, great time. $5 to get in. And also, I just got booked for uh, Liberal Kansas the week after. So might skip, uh, have to skip a podcast. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'm excited. You know, things are going great. I might have just lost a job. I don't know. Uh, I didn't get scheduled the next two weeks, but it's fine. I mean, I got to focus on what I got to focus on. This is, I can get another job, you know. Uh, comedy and podcasting are more important to me right now, you know, even though they don't make any money. It's still a fun, it's still a good time, and I appreciate you. And I do have a plan to get more guests on. I apologize for being late on this one, but you know, sometimes patience is a virtue. Actually, all the time, patience is a virtue. At least that's what I tell myself. So thanks for waiting. Thanks for continuing to follow. Thanks for continuing to support. I did get a sponsor for this podcast, but I don't know 
how to play the ad. So it might not ever play, but <laughs> please enjoy the episode. I'm going to find a quick intro song. I should have been doing that while I was talking, you know, but I didn't. And that's just something that you're going to have to deal with, you know. Uh, you know what I should I should get this band who do I want to play? Because I like playing local artists. You know, who is your favorite local artists? Guys, who do you look up to? I look up to myself. No, I'm just playing. I'm just ranting, waiting for Spotify to upload. Spotify sucks on a desktop. Uh, what else is going on in my world? The other podcast. Check out the other podcast. It's called Heard That. We're still working on another name. But it's fun. It's a good time. Uh, got a bunch of shows coming up. I'm trying to keep it low-key locally because I feel like Amarillo, you know, you you give them too much comedy, they stop caring. So you really got to gotta make it more special, more of an event. So they're like, ooh, let's leave our house, you know. Um, I was cutting back on drinking, but I didn't. That's just the thing I say every month. Uh, haven't done heroin ever. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Shout out to anyone who has done heroin. I need to get a heroin person on the podcast because I'm curious as to how it goes, you know. Do you shoot it up every time? Can you smoke it? I don't know. If you do heroin, uh, DM me. Find me on Facebook or Instagram. Message me. Let me know. We'll get you on here. Mm. What else? Just trying to get more local people. I am going to have Lake Dads on soon. I spoke with them. Really cool local band. And I want to get Smooth Taste on as well. Both really awesome bands I've been listening to a lot of. They're really cool. I kind of want to play a Smooth Taste track. So I think that's what I'm going to do, you know. Smooth Taste. I played them a couple times on here. They were on tour together with the Lake Dads. And they killed it. Went all over the West Coast. And we're just jamming. Jamming away. Jim Jam Bree. <laughs> But thank you for listening, guys. Uh, This song is brought to you by the band Smooth Taste. They dropped an album recently. You should check it out. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. There's other places where there's music. Title, maybe. I don't know. I can't afford title, but it's probably over there, I'm assuming. Mm. Just waiting for this to upload. I have a slow computer, guys, and it's, it's giving me some trouble. But uh, I appreciate you hanging in there. I should really edit this intro down to where I'm not just talking randomly. What's going on in your world? Jeffrey Epstein died. That guy. He uh, suicided himself, allegedly. Some people think it was Trump. Some people think it was the Clintons. I have no idea. I just know he was a pedophile. And it's cool when they don't exist. So, yeah, shout out. Shout out those guys not existing. Um, I don't encourage anyone to take their life, but, you know, go somewhere else. Go to a different planet. Like, go to Mars or maybe the moon, you know? I don't know. Be an astronaut. Be stuck up there. Find a find a nice prison to isolate yourself in so you don't get urges. Uh, but shout out to Heroin again. I just want a big shout out. Uh, one of the sponsors of this podcast is, in fact, Heroin. Uh... <laughs> Okay, I finally got this uh, this up and running, I believe. Let me click on it. Uh, coming through. So this intro is brought to you by Smooth Taste.
taste. It's a delicious band. They taste smooth. They have a great sound. I think they're like Neo Soul, as, as described on Spotify. They, uh, this track is called Buffering. Just kidding, it's not. It's, it is literally buffering. It's going to take, take another 20 seconds for this thing to come up. Mm, but make sure y'all come out to Golden Light Friday, okay? I'm not playing with y'all. Uh, this album came out on June 14th. I'll go ahead and play it. Uh, I played. I think I've played most of these songs already, but I'm gonna play them again because they're awesome. Let's go with. I haven't, and okay. I. But I love listening to podcasts. Um, my brother does one in Flagstaff that um, I listen to from time. Well, I listen to a bunch of different ones, but nice. Um, yeah, I uh, I enjoy it. You know, I my my background started in radio, so really, yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, so way back in the day, I would, um, you guys, it would have been Kiss FM. This is before it was it was it was like Kiss FM, and then mm-hmm. I did C ninety three. And uh, yeah, long in later. Cool. All right, you're listening to the Heard That podcast. I'm Matt Viegas. I'm Zane Martinez, and we are here with Andy Justice. Thanks you're, for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming. Welcome. On. Yeah, favorite local newsman. <laughs> Facts. You guys are you guys are too kind. You guys are too kind. <laughs> so I gotta ask, what what made you guys pick me? We kind of was mentioning this a little bit. Like, what was the thing? You're like, hey, I'm gonna reach out to Andy on Facebook and just see if he'll he'll do this. Um. You had taken a picture of you holding up a sod poodle sign. Uh-huh. And when you were holding up the sod poodle sign, you looked really sad. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were looking down at the sign and your facial expression just told me, like, damn, we're really the sod poodles? Like, that, like that's our <laughs> that, name? That that's the one we got stuck your, with? That's still on your Facebook, right? Yeah, it's still on my, uh, nice. my cover photo. Yeah, and then, and then I, took, uh, I took another one because one of your friends works at a place where I get my hair cut. Yes. And they showed me that. Sylvia. Yeah, yeah Sylvia. Oh. And so uh, I snapped another uh, a video uh, uh, video for you. So, yeah, the sun poodles. She had, she had sent me that video on Snapchat, and it was random, too. I just woke up, and I just see her, and then I see you, and I was like, oh, it's Annie Justice. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's cool. We got, there you go. We got, our, we got our first celebrity, so it's good. Well, I don't know about that. You guys are <laughs> digging at the bottom of the barrel here. But I will tell you I, about being sad about the sod poodles. It's one of those things that kind of – you kind of get used to it. I, I – I, I hearken it to an IPA. The first IPA I had, I was like, oh, man, that mm. Mm, that's too much for me. Mm-hmm. And then the more I – now all I drink is – like when I have a beer, I have an IPA. That's just – my taste buds have changed. And so my taste buds kind of began to evolve around the sod poodles. And, you know, when with, you just kind of – you kind of dive into it and go, yeah, you know what? This is – 
This is eventually, not bad. Now it, I love it. Yeah, yeah eventually it goes on. It's an, yeah. ex, that's an excellent way to put it because, yeah, I feel the same way about IPAs and the side poodles. You know, like I voted for them on Facebook, like as a joke, and I was like, it probably won't happen. And, and then, then it happened. Yeah, then it happened. Well, when you, it was kind of a stacked deck because you you looked at all the other ones and you were like long haulers, like jerky. You, you go through yeah. those names and then, boot scooters. Yeah, you you go through all that and you're like, hey, I, I think sod poodles. And then you know the the name ended up winning in a, a contest on Twitter on on, on Twitter on the mm-hmm. like the box baseball or something. It was nuts. Yeah, so. they did a they did a Twitter poll of um who in Texas has or I think just. All, uh, all of the uh, minor league, minor league, yeah. And who, it was, had, who had the best name? And Sod Poodles won. It was between us and the, uh, I think El Paso Chihuahuas. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but cool. I mean, Amarillo's embraced it like way more than I kind of expected. So pretty yeah. cool, pretty cool to see. Have you guys been to a game yet? I haven't yet. Mm. Have you? Not yet. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's it's you know I'm I'm a baseball fan and so and I've I've been to several major league ballparks and it just has a different feel. I I originally did sports. Uh, circa 95 90 no let's see it was 97 is when i started and so i went out to the dilla villa which was just old and beat down it was beat down mm-hmm. and it, it had seen better days and so to go there and there is a sense of pride when you kind of walk in you're like yeah. this is what i heard most of the time this doesn't feel like amarillo like when you're in there that's and cool yeah, I, people, I agree people say it feels like you're you're, you're out of town when you go inside yeah of i mean yeah. it feels like you're oklahoma city um feels like you're uh it just it feels good yeah and i know um a lot of people are upset about like uh the money we put into it and everything but i feel like it's good overall for yeah. amarillo in my opinion i mean i don't know a person that likes to spend money like yeah. i mean <laughs> even you know i i, I don't I, just this morning my you know i i set this goal for my girls i'm like okay we we do this you know what little pom-poms are the little cotton colored balls there you get them at michael's mm-hmm. or uh, okay yeah, yeah. you know hobby lobby or whatever so we do this this you earn a pom-pom if you do something good like if you're helping mom out or uh you feed the dogs or whatever you, you earn these little pom-poms and they have this little glass jar they put them in and if you get to the top, you get the pro- whatever it is mm-hmm. that you wanted. The reward system. The reward system. Okay. Yeah, you're trying to get your trying to get your kids uh, doing that. And so mm-hmm. uh, my youngest, my six year old, reached the top of her pom pom, and what she wanted was this like ridiculous little horse set, uh, of whatever. And I didn't think it through. I was like, yeah. And then I go to buy it today, and it was, it was like seventy bucks. Oh wow! And I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> so so I hearken that back to nobody enjoys spending money, but mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. You, when you're when you when you're growing, and Amarillo is growing, and the Absolutely. in the sense it's coming up uh, here in 2020, we'll hit over 200,000, and we'll we'll begin to wow. see things change. Yeah, I mean, Amarillo is in. And so progress is, is tough and spending money is, is, is never fun. I don't mm-hmm. know of anybody, again, that likes to do it. But um, if you want to grow and if you want to be at the top, then you gotta, gotta you got to spend. Start doing something, yeah. Well, that's cool. That's interesting. I'm, I'm glad that we were better than Lubbock's, too. <laughs> Anything, <laughs> right? Anything to keep us uh, keep us better uh, than, than Lubbock. Yeah, that's a fun little fun little thing. And, you know, they were, I think, in, they got into the game a little late on wanting that ballpark. Uh, they, uh, the people down there, there was this deal where maybe a minor league team was going to go there mm-hmm. and it came to Amarillo. So do you, um, I've, I've heard talk about the, uh, renovating the civic center. Mm-hmm. Is that, um, supposed to go through soon? Well, I, it's one of those things, you know, the voters rejected it the last time that it came up for, um, on the ballot where there was this, uh, they did this, 
this, there, there were multiple things that they put on there of what you wanted to pay for. And Emerald voters didn't vote for it. That mm-hmm. was one of the things that they, they just didn't do. I'm hoping so. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm proud of Amarillo. I, mm-hmm. I was born here. I was raised here. Um, I love it. I, I want to see more. I want to see that growth. And yeah. sometimes, you know, uh, it takes tax dollars to do it. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes you got to step behind it and say, I, I agree. But I, I would. I think for for what Emerald is doing, and we continue to grow, that place needs some some help. It needs mm-hmm. some TLC. I, I think that. I think it would be a lot cooler if, uh, if they did rebuild the Civic Center so we can get uh, more bigger artists here. Yeah. yeah, like they had a Metallica was in Lubbock like I don't know three or four months ago. Yeah, yeah, and it's and crazy that, that we have this, this March, giant yeah. place, but we we don't ever get anybody booked. I know. I went to a true story. So the other day, I went and watched Foreigner. Foreigner, yeah, uh, Foreigner came into town, and I went and watched. I was like, oh. I don't even know. Yeah, it's a bit. Ba- no, you movie. shouldn't. You shouldn't know. He's like, it's a great movie. Um, the, it no, was the, a no, movie. there is a movie called The Foreigner. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. Well, The Foreigner, the band, the band, and, the band Foreigner is really okay, good. Okay, so like, I grew up like in the '80s, and so it's this, it's this rock band from the '80s. Most people, trust me, when we were in the, when we were there. Um, I fit right in with a demographic. I just turned 46. So, um, oh, yeah. April, yeah. I saw that on Facebook. April 24th, yeah. So, Happy uh, belated birthday. Well, thank you. Thank you. So we <laughs> – Foreigner, it was awesome, but it was just so condensed. It's not – you know, we're getting bands that were hot in the 80s, not mm-hmm. bands that are current in mm-hmm. 20, you know, 19. Yeah. So. They just had uh, – I think last year they had Russ. Do you know who Russ is? Russ? He's, Ru- he's a rapper. Really? No, I didn't. He, he made the news just by driving his bus through because, like, all the all the young people like followed him. I think I remember hearing hotel. this. Like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they got like out there on Twitter, and everybody's like, "Oh, we gotta go check and this he had, out." He had stacks of money next to him on his interview. I thought that was funny. And then but, he ended up um, actually coming back to Amarillo because I guess people here showed him so much love. And I, th- I want to say he's he might be one of the first rap artists that performed at the Civic Center. Really? From my knowledge, he's probably yeah one of the biggest. We've had yeah. in a while. I mean, I don't know. Because I've, I've seen I've seen pictures of uh, him at the at the Civic Center, and it was just jam packed. It looked yeah. like it looked like a stadium in Dallas. Really? Yeah. I feel like most rappers just go to bodegas. Yeah, bodegas. Man, I haven't been to bodegas in years. <laughs> I think seriously, I'm thinking back. I think the last time I walked in there, I was it was my bachelor, it was my bachelor night. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, we just went in there to have a few drinks. Yeah. Nice. That's, that was third. 13 years ago we just hit our anniversary of 13 years so it'd be 13 it's been a while so yeah, it was probably a different place then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm old though guys it's, it's all right <laughs> they I'm, said I'm that bodega bo- bo- 40's not old bodegas is supposed to be a chicago themed mm-hmm. um bar or club but i have family members from chicago and they go there sometimes they're like this is nothing <laughs> like chicago yeah there's not enough guns in there <laughs> Dude, I, mean, I hey i love chicago <laughs> I, I i went there uh because i i wanted to go watch the cubs and so we went to chicago and mm-hmm. uh chicago had a great vibe to it i really um i i, I dug it it was yeah, really cool i hear great things about chicago yeah it's really just like one or two neighborhoods that's really bad the rest of it's amazing nah I, i've been to chicago at least about, about seven times really and every time i go it's beautiful yeah but i've, I've never i've never Got the whole Chirac thing, how they call mm-hmm. it Chirac, because of all the gangs and stuff. I've never seen any of that. I didn't. I mean, I wasn't in that. I wasn't in that area. But yeah. uh, I think that's just what makes headlines, really. Yeah. I stayed in a condo, so <laughs> I'm in a condo. Like you're bougie at that point. You're yeah. like, Look, I'm not. I'm. I'm just I was staying. in a condo, so I don't know anything about that. Pretending to get robbed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what do you guys want to talk about, man? Well, I was gonna. Um, 
talk about I was kind of going to go into like if you're paying attention to the local election mm-hmm. and um, if you had any candidates that you noticed that stuck out to you. Well, you know, I or if I'm, you're even allowed to talk about that since you're like a influencer. Well, well I I um I, I love the democratic process and I love that um, whether it's incumbents or, or or people that just want to get out there and be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I strongly encourage it. I, I don't ever like an election where it's like, oh, I'm, we're running unopposed. I, I want to see the democratic process play oh, out. For sure. mm-hmm. And I, I think it's important that that we see new ideas and that we see. Um, I, you know, I, I, I really appreciate, and again, this is not an endorsement on anybody I'm, because I, I don't do that. I don't, I don't endorse mm-hmm. anybody. Mm-hmm. I, I am a, um, I'm, I'm an observer that sits on the, on the sidelines and kind of watches it kind of play out. I don't have, uh, and, and we don't, and we, and like, I, I don't put signs in my yard. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I have friends who have run or are running or have been a part of the process before, there is never anything. I don't ever post anything on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went on their merits, their merits alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like it when um, people that typically don't play out in the democratic process get involved. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, and I also, I also think the more the merrier. You get more ideas, and even though uh, the ideas aren't, uh, maybe the candidate that had that idea they don't win. Mm-hmm. But they brought something to the table that maybe that that maybe whoever gets elected then takes that in and takes mm-hmm. that to the next step. They go there to plant the seed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah I think uh, mm-hmm. um, you know I, I you know Hayden Pedigo is a, is a young kid mm-hmm. and I, and I appreciate that generation um, yeah. waking up and going, hey, I, I want to get involved in the, mm-hmm. the the democratic process. I want to I want to get out there and I want to throw some ideas out. Um, yeah, so I, I think I think it's good, and I think mm-hmm. Amarillo. I think the, the tough thing for Amarillo is we we don't show out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, especially Absolutely. in local elections. I mean, here we go. Uh, the election's coming up on Saturday, and most people will forget about it, and then they'll wake up Sunday and go, "Oh yeah, I thought I was going to vote for so and so, or I was going to," um, and they don't. Yeah. Uh, so I think. Uh, I, I always want people to play out in the democratic process. I want it to include everybody. I want people to get involved. Mm-hmm. I want people to go vote. Um, and again, I, I just I, I I love our process. That's what makes us so great. Absolutely. Somebody who's not a typical politician can jump out there and go, mm-hmm. "Hey, man, I I want to make a difference. I want to make a change." And then I always encourage for people who 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 maybe not win, not to give up. But to ask to be on boards, ask to be on committees, uh, mm-hmm. and get involved in that way, and I think that's, uh, I think that's important to do because uh, Emerald has a ton of, of of different committees and boards that they can serve on. Mm-hmm. If, it, if if they don't jump in to that seat or they don't get elected, don't give up. Like keep keep getting those ideas out there. Absolutely, I agree. With, I was going to bring up Peyton Pettigo. Um He said I was listening to a, a podcast with him. And he said 40% of uh, Amarillo is under the age of 30. And I just thought that was, I don't know if that's a real statistic. But yeah, it's like, there's a lot of young people and we don't, I mean, it's time that we start kind of getting involved. And even if he doesn't win, I think just him being there is kind of uh, opening a window for other people to be like, oh, he's 24 and he's trying. Like maybe, maybe we can do something, you know, Absolutely, that's, that's important. And, and not again, not just on on that level, but if you see something that needs fixed, mm-hmm. jump out there and volunteer and say, "Hey, man, we need to." You know, um, I, I don't like how let's just just pick a, a topic. 
um, I don't know, whatever, Let, let's just say animal welfare, you, you didn't, mm-hmm. didn't ask to serve on that board and say, hey, look, I want to get involved in this. Mm-hmm. This is something that's passionate about that. And I think, um, I mean, I remember getting politically active when, when I was in college. I mean, I, I remember thinking, yeah, man, I need to, I need to, I need to wake up. Mm-hmm. And I need to make sure that my voice is heard. And, and uh, you, you may not like my idea, but, you know, here it is. Let's talk about it. And Absolutely. I think I think we have this, 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 we have, I, politics shouldn't have so much vitriolic. It shouldn't be so butting heads. It should be a culmination of ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've always uh, not subscribed to, oh, you know, you're a Republican or you're a Democrat. It's like, man. Look, let's let's get together and combine something for the good of the people. Yeah, like, let's absolutely. not just like subscribe to. Well, I'm on this team, or I'm mm-hmm. on this team. It's like, man, let's come up with a solution. So, I do. I appreciate it when 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 people when people get involved. And we we're kind of seeing this in this election. I think mm-hmm. um, again, uh, Pedagog's a good description of somebody who is outside the norm uh, in terms of his age, just kind of getting in there and saying, hey, I want to I want to be involved in it. Yeah, I like the way you said that um, it should be just a group of people bringing together and getting some ideas out right? instead of how it's looking like now. Because when I watch the news, um, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, they, it looks like a gang. I mean, it's just, it is, I don't know. I, I think we're, we're losing the statesmanship in politics of saying, mm-hmm. look, um, Matt, you and I might not agree on a subject, um, but we can be civil about it. And then mm-hmm. I can listen to your ideas and you can listen to mine and maybe we can come up with a solution together as opposed to saying, you know, uh, Zane's over here. I don't agree with him at all. I don't want to mm-hmm. listen to him. Um, you know, he's, his ideas are crazy. That's yeah. not what I can do. And I think when, when we sit down and we, we begin to listen to one another, mm-hmm. I think that's when we can get firm solutions. Get stuff yeah. Done. yeah. But it's because of social media, it's easy to get into an echo chamber where oh, it's my. like, these are just my ideas. And yeah. anything different from that, I don't have to. Yeah, you're wrong. Look at. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I had a I had a conversation with a guy. I was I was in Dillard's. I was I was getting some ties, and uh, and I and I had them laid out there. And the guy noticed there were, uh, uh, you know, more than just one tie. He was like, "Oh, you wear a lot of ties." And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "Well, what do you do?" I said, "Well, I'm I'm on the news." And the guy said, "Well, I hope you don't work for that fake news." And I said, "Well." <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, what do, what do you mean? And he said, well, that just the CNN, CNN is terrible. It's fake news. It's this, that, and the other. And I said, well, I said, oh, what, what makes it what? Because what, I wanted to know. Because mm-hmm. I, I hear that being in being a journalist and being in the news, you hear that all the time. And you're like, well, what? Well, what makes it fake? Is it fake because it doesn't subscribe to how you believe or mm-hmm. how you think? Mm-hmm. Um, because in the news, it should facts are facts. And, 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 and they don't flow. They're either mm-hmm. facts or facts. And so I, I began to talk to him about, you know, what he watches. And, and I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I listen to a little bit of everything mm-hmm. because if I'm just listening to one side or if I'm just going to one website mm-hmm. to get my, my news, uh, national news, then I'm, I'm leaving out a whole segment. So I go out there. And and I and I search for the news because I want to know what both sides are, mm-hmm. um, and and he and so I, I'm having this this conversation with this gentleman and he was just locked on. He said, um, and and he started telling me of all the shows that he watched and it was I I I could have told you exactly which ones they were before he even said mm-hmm. it, and he was like, well, you know, these are whatever. And I said, and I get that, sir. And I said, Bec- you watch those particular programs because they are in line with how mm-hmm. you 
think and how you Cater believe. You. It, it caters to exactly what you the demographic. Uh, your demographic, yeah. and and then if and it's funny if if somebody comes on and says something completely opposite, it's just like oh, it's. Um, I don't think news should be partisan. I think news should be facts. Absolutely. It's either it's either there or it's not. But 24-hour cable news changed all that mm-hmm. because they had all of this time, and we got to fill it. And there's only so much like there's only so much solid news that you have in a day. Mm-hmm. So then you've got to get five or six people, talking heads, to get up mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. throw out their diatribes about how they feel or how yeah. they think. And so it gets real anchorman. Right, it's, it does. And so I, I get to a point where I'm like, it's really important that you know the difference between a news program and a news show. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just really what you're watching. You're watching an opinion. It's like reading, opening up the paper and reading a news story, but then flipping over to the editorial. That that line has been blurred. And I think that's where we kind of get, it's like, I, I don't need your mm-hmm. opinion. And as a news person, I need I need you to tell me. Some evidence. Some facts. Some, yeah. Absolutely. And I don't know if... Um if you check the the comments on Facebook, like when uh, oh, I when, try not. <laughs> that's in, the devil, man. You can kind of yeah. stay away from that. <laughs> when any local news station posts an article, uh-huh. someone's just like, "Oh, the, the progressives are taking over Amarillo." Like it's just an article, dude. Like yeah. it's not it's not even an opinion. It's yeah, just, like, <laughs> it's it, you know, I I truly uh, I I have a six year old and an eight year old, so you can imagine we watch lots of Disney and lots of Pixar, and I recently watched uh, Ralph breaks the internet. And there's this subject, you know, where they're they're out in the in the basically in the internet, and they're going to different places, and there's eBay, and then uh, he makes a mistake, and he goes into the segment of comments, Ooh. you know, <laughs> and place. but it's that really it is that bad place, mm. and that's not um, PG. <laughs> well, it goes into that comment place where people can just be. It's easy to be mean when mm-hmm. you're not standing face to face with that person, exactly. Um, but it's it's hard to hate face to face, and so that's mm-hmm. why I, because you're 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 two people, and you're like, hey, let's kind of figure this out, as opposed to just throwing out some random stuff. So, um, I don't I don't get into the comments. I really yeah. I, I won't I won't, I won't I won't I won't dive into it because everybody has their conspiracy theories, or I think this, and I'm like, is it based in evidence? Like, what evidence do you have? Mm-hmm. Have you tried to find out the other mm-hmm. side? But it's just. Um, uh, yeah, I, I I do not. Like a lot of the times, I feel like uh, people are just looking for something to be mad about, so they can so they can feel a part of something, right? And it gets more clicks, yeah, and it gets more response. Mm-hmm. So it's like let me let me find something to be controversial out. Let me throw my hot take out. Let me let me kind of blow this thing up so that way I can get some you know some some big clicks and and I, I don't know I'm I'm not a fan of the comments. Some stuff that doesn't matter in real life. A little bit of likes, man. I, you know, at the end of the at the end of the day, I I subscribe heavily, heavily subscribe to love your neighbor. Um, that neighbor that doesn't look like you, the neighbor that doesn't talk like you, um, mm-hmm. it doesn't. There there are no uh, extenuating circumstances. Uh, when when I read that in my faith, mm-hmm. it says love your neighbor. Period. Full stop. End of sentence. That's it. So that's, that's what I sub- put it. that's that's the way I subscribe, and I don't have to, I don't have to, I don't have to have the same political ideology mm-hmm. of you. I don't have to be the same age, but I am going to err on the side of love, even even if I don't get it, even if I don't maybe fully understand. I just love love it out, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was I wanted to get into, uh, you know, like how you got started. I remember you um, when I was in eighth grade. <laughs> 
uh, you came to my school, Canyon Junior High. Yeah. And you talked about uh, going to Boys Ranch. Yeah. Now, um, you just saw, I think you said you saw like a commercial and you're like, oh, that sounds cool. Boys Ranch Rodeo commercial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny now because I'm the voice of that commercial. Wow. Like when, that's when, awesome. When you, when you, <laughs> when you see that commercial come on during the summer, I'm a, I'm a huge ambassador of, mm-hmm. of Cal Farley's Boys Ranch because of, of what it did for me. And again, I, I can't. I can't tell you what it meant to, for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I can tell you exactly what it meant for me, and it was a lifesaver for me. Uh, so, were you, yeah. re- were you bad? Um, you know, it's fun- no, it's funny that you say that um, because when I asked my mom, I mean, I literally I asked my mom. I said, "Hey, will you send me to Boys Ranch?" Mm-hmm. And she said, "No, it's a place for bad kids." And I, again, I'm 12 at the time. I, I didn't know what that. I didn't know what that meant. Um, I probably got in the the same amount of trouble that I think most kids get mm-hmm. into at the at the age of twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, give you a little background. I I went to nine different elementary schools. Wow. Uh, we moved around a lot. Um, my mom was a, was a single parent. Uh, she was raising three of us, um, and she was making minimum wage. She had an eighth grade education. We we uh, looking back on it, we were getting evicted from place after mm-hmm. place. Sometimes we'd live with family members. Sometimes we'd live in this trailer house for a while. We'd, we, we just kind of hopped all the way around. And so I was behind, I was significantly behind in school in, mm-hmm. in, in math and reading. And um, I it was, I knew where my life was going. I, I, I mean, I had it telegraphed. My, my sister dropped out of school in the eighth grade. My mom did. I found out my dad did. It was just a thing. You know, oh, you, wow. just, you just make it far. And so mm-hmm. um, I feel like um, I feel like there was a there was a presence on my spirit like, hey, this is not going to go well. This is not going to end well in the neighborhood that you're growing up in. Um, and uh, I I mean, guys, to like to give you a full picture of, of the neighborhood I grew up in, my best friend's brother. uh Stabbed somebody on Polk Street. Wow. I was asleep at another friend's house. Um, I remember we had spent the night at his house. And his parents came home. It was late. And they woke us up. And, and me and my friend had to walk home because they had to tell our friend that his brother had been killed. Oh, wow. So we grew up in that atmosphere. So I knew um, that I needed I needed out. And I think, and I'm... I'm I'm fairly spiritual, and I felt like that there was just this call on to get out. So I'd seen the I'd seen the commercials about Boys Ranch. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, looks they got horses. That looks kind of cool. And by this time, my dad had kind of come back into the picture a little bit, and he was married to somebody who knew some of the board of directors, and they kind of talked to me a little bit about it. So I was like, yeah, I want to go. So um, I don't think that there's a concept of a bad kid. Now, I'm going to mm-hmm. go way out on, on, on something here saying. So I, I think that kids are put in bad situations mm-hmm. and they're put in bad environments and it begins to taint the kid. Mm-hmm. And I think the kid in itself is, is okay, but I think all the surrounding stuff that begins to kind of, I always equate it to a sponge. You know, if you take a mm-hmm. sponge right out of a wrapper, it's good. It's a good, clean sponge. Mm-hmm. But if I take that brand new sponge and I immediately put it in dirty water, it becomes a dirty sponge. Mm. But if you put it in clean water, it's a clean sponge. So that's what I felt like Boys Ranch was to me, was this kid, I had some dirt on me. I was kind of, I was a little messy and I got dipped into clean water and I got, I got rinsed out and I got a fresh start. So yeah, it was, it was, it was good. It was good. But I knew, I, I will tell you, I knew at the age of 12, what it was like to be in a police car. 
I knew that. And and in our neighborhood, I I knew um, um, I knew what drugs were. Mm. I'd seen them. They'd been in the house. Um, I had. I I was very familiar with that lifestyle at, at, as a young age. But again, I don't think it was uh, being a bad kid. It was being in a in a really in a, in a bizarre in a bizarre environment. So, yeah, I mean, I remember my sister's best friend um, getting shot. Um, I mean, he was. Uh, I mean, it just it was a messed up neighborhood. We we lived up. I mean, it was messy, and so Boys Ranch was that redemption for me. It was a fresh start. It wasn't easy. I'll t- tell you that it was not. Um, it was hard saying goodbye to your family and going out there. Mm-hmm. My little brother went with me, and but man, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I mean, it cha- it dramatically changed my life and put me on a on a trajectory that um, that 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 got me to where I am today. That's awesome. This yeah. is why I love doing podcasts too because you actually get to know somebody like. Like for me, like looking at you, I'm just like it's Andy Justice. It's like you know some cool white guy who's on the news. <laughs> Probably grew up in, yeah. in, a, in a very nice home, and yeah. But you know, when you actually tell your story, it's like, wow, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was rough. I mean, I I spent most of I, I grew up most of the time on the east side of Amarillo. Hey, uh, my favorite school was Humphreys Highland. That's that was my because I went to, I went there twice. I was there like in the first grade and like second. Then I came back like uh, fifth and sixth grade. Favorite I, I loved Humphreys Highland. Um, I went to Oakdale, Emerson, Whittier, uh, Forest Hill, San Jacinto. Um, Eastridge, Sunrise. I mean, I'm, you went everywhere. Baby. I went everywhere, yeah. uh, especially over on that side. And um, yeah, I think, and I mean, I wouldn't change all those experiences for anything. I, I often, I remember being younger and being jealous of people that had like families that kind of had their stuff together. Mm-hmm. And then as you get older, you realize it's okay. We're all different, and mm-hmm. your experiences they they make you or they break you. Builds character, and, and it does. And, and I, I think um, I, I go and, and kind of share my testimony, whether it's Canyon eighth graders or um, I'm speaking to. Uh, I'm, I'm meeting this next week. I'm speaking at the graduation of River Road. Awesome. Uh, oftentimes, I, I've done Canyons Baccalaureate. Mm-hmm. I've done uh, Boys Ranch's graduation. But when I when I tell my story, and I recently went out to Boys Ranch on a Wednesday night during their chapel service, and I came kind of gave them a little bit of my testimony, and I let them ask questions. Um, I think our, you know, I know it's kind of cliche, but our mess can be our message mm-hmm. and say, look, it, it's not, it's not who you are or where you've been. This is a saying out of Cal Farley's, uh, it's not who you are or where you've been, but it's where you're going. that counts. And I truly believe that man, regardless of your past, if it, mm-hmm. it's a, if it's a little bit messy, you, you can, you can turn it around. Uh, we always, always tell my girls, let's have a good second half. Like if we're, if we're kind of <laughs> struggling in the day, I'm like, Hey, let's have a good second half. Let's bring, let's, let's, let's change it. Let's have a good second half. So I think that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Let's have a good second half. You gotta have that little halftime where you just everybody just sits down for a second, cools down, and reset, yeah, and, and go. And my my uh, my second half was made made possible because of Cal Farley's Boy Ranch and a lot of the staff members out there um, that believed in me. To this day, um, the athletic director, who was my best friend's father, who worked out there, is the person I call my dad. Really, um, he is the only papa that my girls know. Mm-hmm. Um, we see each other almost every Sunday. Um, uh, and I, they're they're my family, so yeah, good, awesome, yeah. From um, just uh, researching you a little bit, I know you're big into sports. Um, were you were you playing sports at a boys ranch? I attempted to. I was terrible. No. <laughs> Are you no. a, you a Cowboys fan? 
Yeah, I oh, think yeah. yeah. saw, yeah. saw that on Twitter. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm hardcore into the Cowboys, but I'm I'm a realistic Cowboys fan. I'm not the guy that's like you know every year we're gonna win the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's oh like, no, we're trash right now. Yeah, I'm like, look, I, um, I we're gonna win the NFC East. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I think so. The Giants I think we can, ruin themselves. I, I think we can <laughs> I, we can do that. I think Washington did some really good things in the draft mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. I think their defense is gonna be uh, it's gonna be solid. I think they got the quarterback of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they did a lot of good things that I really liked a lot. Uh, but yeah, I, I grew up in but I was. Man, I was terrible. The one, the one sport I excelled in was wrestling, um, because, uh, man, guys, I was small. Like in the in the seventh grade, I weighed like seventy eight pounds. It was funny because every like every grade, I like I gained ten pounds. So in eighth grade, it was like I, I think I wrestled in the eighties, and then in the ninth grade in high school, I was ninety eight pounds. Mm-hmm. So I I wrestled the the lowest weight that you possibly could be, and it was ninety eight pounds. And I excelled in that. I went to I went to state. Nice. Um, I but I I wanted to be a football player, but I was so small. Like I, mm-hmm. I had a love of football. I just I didn't. I would I would get crushed. And so um, yeah, I tried to be an athlete. And mm. It didn't it didn't it didn't look good on me. I see. Um, but I but I was out there. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's one of the things. And then I switched over and started playing basketball. And I mm-hmm. I did all the intramurals in college. I just so really that's kind of how I got started doing sports is um i i was in theater one act play speech debate i was in all those things out of boys ranch um and i wanted to be an athlete i just it never really worked out so i was like man you know you can get a job where you talk about sports mm-hmm. and so it was that's the, that's the thing that um i was a wannabe athlete so and you started out uh doing radio where you could well, yeah. sports on kiss no. fm um, I, I wasn't. It's funny. I I was the sports director at ninety one point one, the radio station, the one down in Canyon, KWTS. Mm-hmm. I was their sports director, and then I did a, a weekly show. But I had a, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Billy Dawson, at the time, who I still talk to to this day. Who also went out to Boys Ranch. He was on Z nine. Uh, he was on Kiss FM. His name was James Dean on the radio, and he got me this internship. At, at Kiss FM, and I started, and then he left, and then a guy named uh, Andy Matters, who on radio went by Drew Bennett, who was also a friend of mine, and just started as an internship there. And then they would let me go on the air every once in a while, and so I, I did that, and then I, I did a little bit at Z93. Uh, I would work like overnights or weekends, just kind of get some some money when I could. And um, But yeah, I remember the, the songs that I would play back then, I kid you not, uh, do you guys know who Crash Test Dummies are? Yes. I've heard of them. Never listened to them. It's, yeah, them, the Counting Crows. Th- those mm-hmm. bands were on the radio. When, or they were being played when I was in radio, which was a long time ago. Again, that would have been like circa 93. I wasn't born yet. One more year I would have been born. Really? Yeah. Oh. We're both 25. <laughs> Matt and Zane, thanks for making me feel old. That's awesome. That's that's great. No problem. That's, <laughs> we're all that's old cool enough to drink. So so you went to yeah. you went to WT. Was it a... Were you in electronic media, or I guess the broadcasting? Yeah, broadcasting. Okay. So I actually started out when I went to when I went to WT. I um, I took a speech and debate scholarship, and I went there and, and competed on the speech and debate team, and did some theater too. And the radio department just happened. We had happened to be there, and one of um, one of my what would become my mentor, Doctor Lee Browning. I was just it was. Um, 
she was phenomenal, but she would travel with us on the speech and debate teams and she was involved in the broadcasting department. So she kind of pulled me in and was like, Hey, here's, here's this thing. You want to get involved in this? And next thing you know, like I gave up everything and jumped into the broadcasting department and just, I loved every, I loved every minute of it. But my time at WT was so enjoyable. Um, I got to experience a lot through speech and debate, doing the, uh, doing theater mm-hmm. and then doing radio. It was good. Nice. Did they have, um, the studio there's pretty nice. I was a mass comm major, so I was always in the the fine arts complex. Yeah, and uh, I was a I was a DJ for one semester, and it was fun. But um, yeah, I know quite a few people that went into broadcasting and stuff like that. I'm not sure where they're at now. I know I have a friend in Dallas, Anthony Miller. He was here locally for a while. Um, Chase Wilbanks, um, Malcolm Montgomery, who passed away recently, rest in peace. But yeah, I, um, I had quite a few friends who were into broadcasting and electronic media. So I kind of had a, a little taste of it, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, I didn't go fully into it. Well, when you were there, Matt, then you you had the nice stuff. Like we yeah. <laughs> before that, we had some. We it was back in the day. We had some rough. I, I kid you not. When I when I first started the radio station, I was playing records. Mm. I'm literally oh, records like the big fat ones. Yes, yeah, like like albums, vinyls, like, that's vinyls. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, yeah, that's 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 crazy. But uh, WT's great. I. I I love it. I'd be happy if my girls went to school there. It's it's a good it's a good good place. Definitely is. How do you, how do you save uh, from back in the day? Was it true like if somebody bumps into the vinyl, it'll, it'll mess up like mm-hmm. live on air too? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh man. Absolutely. And it would if, if you if you had a bad record, there would there would you, it would skip. Mm-hmm. You could skip that. And then uh, we went from when I first started, we were kind of some records, and we were some on cart. They called them carts at the time. Um, basically looked like a mini eight track tape and you would but it wasn't you'd, you'd play that and then we transitioned luckily into into cd that was a little easier uh, that was, <laughs> yeah well you just you don't have to like worry about putting the needle at the perfect spot and you know like setting it up you just go and you hit play uh, you're like track three play done i'm out so it was it was good wt is a good place and i, I mean I, I wish there would have been more money in radio you know mm. i i've I love it from time to time. I'll get on the sports talk radio and kind of do that. But it's, there's just not, it's, it's hard to make a living. I mean, journalism right out of college is hard. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was making, I was making minimum wage as a, my first job was a photographer at at channel seven and I was making, I want to say it was like five twenty five an hour. And that's like a an on call job, right? Like something just happened. We need you here with the camera. Well, I yeah. So you were on, you you worked your regular schedule, and then you had an on call. So mm-hmm. I would have an on call night. So I would take my camera and my car home like on Wednesday night. And if mm-hmm. something happened overnight, then we'd have a guy that would that would call us and say, "Hey, there's a wreck at you know, at at Teclan 34th." And so then you go over there and and you do that and yeah. But uh, yeah, I did a lot of uh, I I that's how I kind of got started. I went. I got a photographer job and I worked there for a little bit and I moved off to St. Louis for like six months. It was the worst six months of my life. And then I moved back, uh, and, and I begged for a job. Mm-hmm. I, I kid you not guys. I mean, I, I, I went, uh, I'm making like five twenty-five an hour and I think I got bumped up to five seventy-five at channel seven. And so I, I, I was like, man, I, I gotta make some money. Wait, was that minimum wage back in the day? Uh, five twenty-five. I think may have been just a scotch over it. Not, not much. Mm. Um, it was, it was down there. It's gone up two dollars. Yeah, <laughs> which it should be up more than that. I mean, uh, seven twenty-five. Still, I'm, I'm still absurd. S- subscribed to. I mean, pay people a, li- a living wage. Mm-hmm. That's, it's hard. I mean, I, I grew up in a family that we made that, and it's hard. 
it's hard to do that, especially, you know, your mom on eighth grade education. But anyhow, anyhow, I had, um, uh, I was in St. Louis and I was making, I was making $40,000 a year. I thought I was rich man, Mm -hmm. Uh, because I went from making that. I went to work for IBM, got this job. It didn't have anything to do with broadcast journalism. It had to do with mainframes. I'm like working on a mainframe computer with uh, my clients were, I think it was Lockheed Martin, Lockheed Martin and Boeing. I was so out of my lane doing that and it was i was miserable it was like a call center it was terrible oh man and i i remember i lost like 25 pounds i was depressed it was terrible and i i uh i came back and basically begged for a job and seven didn't i went to seven first i was like hey man i'll do whatever i'll tear scripts like tearing scripts back in the day now it's just on a, a tele you know you just you have an ipad that all the scripts are on but back in the day you'd have this giant printer and it would print everything out and then you would tear the scripts. And so each person like production got one audio, got one, an anchor, got one, an anchor, got one. You, you go down. Mm-hmm. It was the lowest job you could have. Mm-hmm. I went, I was like, look, I'll tear scripts. I'll do anything. And, and they were like, we just don't have anything. And, uh, I went over to channel four and Ev Aver was the news director. And, um, I had some friends that worked there and I walked in and I said, look, I'll do anything. I mean, I, I will, I swear to you, I will do anything. Uh, give me a job. And they had a sports photographer job open. It was like sports photographer, some reporting, and maybe maybe you would be on air, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, and I didn't have a resume with me. I didn't have a resume tape. I begged. I was like, look, I'll do this job. Um, pay me. And I think at that time it was like six twenty five. I was like, pay me six twenty five. If 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 you like what I do, uh, give me a raise. If you don't like what you do, just fire me. But mm-hmm. please give me a shot. That was in November of nineteen ninety seven. Wow. And I've been there ever since. Nice. So, yeah. Huh. Luckily, I make more than six twenty-five an hour. It's <laughs> an awesome story. Those those were hard times. I literally, uh, we were. You had to have roommates. I always always had roommates because mm-hmm. didn't make a lot of money. So I had a roommate at the time, Aaron McReynolds. We lived in an apartment, and I remember, like, I would get extra Taco Bell packets every time i'd go to taco bell so that way that was my idea of hot sauce and so i would take <laughs> this is so this was so low rent but i would just eat tortillas cheese that's what i had in the refrigerator and i eat tortillas cheese and taco bell hot sauce we call that a quesadilla yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was that, that that nasty cheese though oh, like, the government you know, cheese? oh yeah it was <laughs> nasty but you're just like rolling it up i would literally roll it up mm-hmm. and just dip it in the hot sauce and i mean it was, i think we've all been there yep. yeah <laughs> yeah that's but I think you have to be there. I think you have to go through those times of you you got to know what the struggle is. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got to know what the ramen tastes like. So that way, when you have the filet, you're like, okay, I know what this is. And so you, um, our, our struggles make us. Absolutely. Our, our, um, our disadvantages provide fuel to get us to where we need to go. And so, I, I mean, I just remember I was like, uh, I don't. I don't, I don't I don't like living paycheck to paycheck. It 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 was tough. Mm-hmm. But again it gives you that perspective. Is there anything that you wish you would have known when you first started doing news that you know now? Um I let me think if there's anything that I wish that I had known. I no, I think my I went into it eyes wide open, um, knowing that you weren't gonna make a whole lot, especially mm-hmm. early on. You were gonna work long hours. And you were going to, um, you, you, it just, it was just going to be different. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I think, 
I think most people who get into it now are like, I just want to be on TV. And I'm like, man, there are so many other things that you have to do before you get to that point. You have to, you have to go out there. You have to get your foot in the door doing what, you know, I remember begging for whatever job I could do. And there's people, I think, coming out of school going, man, I just want to be on TV. And I'm like, no, man, you, you gotta, you gotta get down there and grind a little bit. You gotta do the work. You gotta do the work. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, no, I think, I think I was, I think my eyes were wide open in that and knowing that it was, it was that way. Is so, there, um, I guess it kind of goes along with it. Any advice you would give yourself? The young Andy? Yes. Young Andy. Yeah. I would, I would, I would tell him to, I, I think, I think be patient. I think be more patient and, and then enjoy where you are when you're there. Mm. You can still look and say, hey, I want to do X, Y, and Z, but I think sometimes we get so, um, you just the stuff around you, you kind of get distracted. But, man, enjoy. When you're there, be there, wherever that is. And, Absolutely. And, and uh, I think I got, I think I wanted too much too soon. And I thought that, I, 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 tell, I tell this story of when you're young, when I starting out, I didn't know that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know? And it takes you gaining that experience and putting those reps in and going through those tough times to go, oh, that experience. And I think uh, I, I thought yeah, like young coming up, I was like, oh, I'm, I, I know what I'm doing. I mm-hmm. know. And um, luckily I had some mentors. Dennis De La Pena was one of my uh, and he still is one of my closest friends. He lives in Austin. But he I learned a lot from him because I remember when I first started doing sports and they were letting me be on air. I thought I had to be that guy from ESPN. I had to have a catchphrase. And I, mm-hmm. So I was trying to be this dude. Really? I was, yeah, I was trying to be this guy like I wasn't. And mm-hmm. it was at that time when I settled in, and instead of being somebody I wasn't or trying too hard or uh, where you just become yourself. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I try, and I hope that when people see me in life that I am who I am on stage. I may not, like, for example, I'm not wearing, or on, on set. I may not be wearing a suit, but I'm that same guy mm-hmm. um, that you see on TV. I'm the same guy that you would see um, at World Market, mm-hmm. um, you know, picking up beer. Like, I'm the same guy. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, um, I just, sometimes I wear a suit and the cameras yeah. are on me and that's that's it. Is it true sometimes that... Uh You'll be wearing a suit up top, but on the bottom, you'll be wearing pajamas? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, for me, though, back in the day, seriously, Zane, I would do, when I did sports, I mean, I'd have shorts on under the desk. Nice. I did. <laughs> shorts on with the blazer? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I would keep, I would come to work every day, and I'd have, during the summer, I'd have golf shorts, tennis shoes on, and then I would bring, um, I had all my ties at work. I just kept them up there, and then I kept my suit coats up there. So um, then I, you just bring a shirt, a long sleeve shirt, you put that on, put the tie on, put the coat put the mic on you go out there you're none the wiser to it like you don't at home don't know mm-hmm. especially because i'm having to run out to the dillaville it's 100 degrees and i'm having to do like i don't i want to be wearing a suit and so that's how i do it now i can't do that because we move around so much so if you watch the kmr local four news which i highly encourage that you do that um you'll see that we like we move around a lot like so one minute I'm sitting behind a desk, next minute I'm standing up next to a monitor. Mm-hmm. So there is, there, yeah, you gotta, you gotta come fully clothed. Mm-hmm. That's just. That's I bet just, you missed the good old days, huh? Good old days of just wearing uh, uh, shorts, coming in from the golf course. I'd, I'd be on the golf course. I'd come in at three, um, and just kind of hang out in a golf polo till right before I went on, and then I would change, throw some makeup on, and go go out there. Is it true that a lot of uh, business deals happen on the golf course? True. That's true. Mm. Um, I, I, I mean, I. A lot of people don't know. I, I sell real estate too. 
Oh, you do? Yeah, I was, I was going to get into that. Yeah, so um, everybody got to have a side hustle, right? Of course. And so my, my wife was a realtor, and I started helping her out, and I fell in love with that. I mean, I truly, I love selling real estate. Um, and so, yeah, I absolutely. Um, yeah, deals are made. Deals are made on the golf course. Um, you learn how to play golf. I'm terrible at golf. Well, hey, listen, I've been playing just, a long just time. Just learn how to walk up to Zane. people on the golf course. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> dude, I'm terrible too. I, I mean, I've been playing it for long enough. I, I would hope that I would have hoped by this time, I would have been a lot better. But I'm not. Um, but yeah, I just I love it. I love being out there. I love. Uh, it's a zen place for me. I really do. It's the. Um, just as a, it's kind of it's kind of my release. As a matter of fact, this is normally about the time I start playing, but I'll play up until October, and then I'm and then I'm off. I don't I don't play at all. Mm-hmm. But I, I typically start about March. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little behind, but um, I had to have surgery recently, so I I'm I'm, I'm recovering. I'm, I'm, but I think I'm good. I think I'm good to get out there. I've noticed uh, that when most people retire, they get big into golf. So when professional golfers retire, do they continue playing, or do they just go find another hobby? I've always wondered that. I think they continue playing because I think it's one of those it's one of those sports that you can play forever. I mean, mm-hmm. you really can't unless you, can, you blow your back out. Unless you, yeah, unless you blow your back out, or I mean, but for the most part, like I'm out there, and I will regularly get beat down by like some some golfers, some, golfers, some golfers like sixty, mm-hmm. seventy. Not, they will wear me out because man, it's just straight down the fairway. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be long. It just don't. You don't have to be long. Just don't be wrong. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a great sport. I yeah. recently got into tennis too, which I really enjoy. I'm terrible at that. Tennis is tough. It's just um, Megan Collier, who I do the Fox News with and mm-hmm. do Studio Four. She's a really good tennis player, so I try to hit her up. Her husband is a tennis coach in Hereford, so I try to hit them up for lessons. But they're not giving freebies out, so, <laughs> so I'll continue yeah. to be bad. I think it's important to uh, do things you're not good at. You know, mm-hmm. humble yeah. yourself, learn learn a new skill because you can only get better. So definitely, that's right. Agree with that. Um, I was going to ask when it comes to like uh, being a news anchor, do you feel more responsible to like um, follow current events, things like that, and uh, do you have to uh, go out and like memorize things? Like, do you have any freedom? Like, this is a topic I want to cover, or is it all just on the teleprompter for you? Um, no, uh, there are there's there's ad lib ad lib involved. That means mm-hmm. you kind of can go off some scripts, but uh, for the most part, like. Um, a good portion of Studio Four is is that's loosely scripted, which means it gives us an idea, and then we kind of go on. For example, if you were to come on to Studio Four, I'd have some stuff in the prompter, but I, it doesn't mean that I have to say what's there. I can kind of go off. Mm. Typically, when we get to news night, uh, when we get when we get to the news, um, that's typically all in the prompter. But a lot of times, you'll you'll tell that Jackie and I are kind of. Um, we're ad-libbing. You can typically mm-hmm. tell. As a matter of fact, we do this fun thing. I'll kind of let your listeners in on this. Awesome. A lot of people don't know that we do this, but we do this thing. Uh, it's called Word Up Wednesday on Wednesday, and, and we're going to be doing it this upcoming Wednesday. We'll take a few weeks off, and then we're coming back, but we'll be, we'll be doing it for like the next month. But Word Up Wednesday is, if you follow my professional page, page Andy Justice on Facebook, but it's there. I have a personal one, and then I have a, like, a, like my work one. So if you do the work one, what happens is, is we start broadcasting live on Facebook, all right? You send words to me. 
you just type the words in and Jackie and I try to work those words into the newscast throughout the so so we get there and it's we use the hashtag word up Wednesday and so you throw out words as long as they're you know they're appropriate and they're you know and and, and we're not for example if we're covering a serious story we're not going to work those words in there mm-hmm. but there mm-hmm. comes time like when we're talking about weather or talking about sports or it's like a lighter story then we we do that so mm-hmm. we um yeah, so it's Word Up Wednesday. So on Wednesday, check out my page. Uh, we'll we'll be broadcasting live on Facebook, so you'll be able to see it behind the scenes of us talking. And then you'll also so a lot of people will watch it on their phone and also have the show on uh, mm-hmm. the, the newscast on, mm-hmm. and so they'll watch both of them. Word Up Wednesday. Yeah. Nice. Is it easy to uh, work it in organically, or does it just kind of get silly? Um, it, <laughs> it, it can get silly, but you know, um, typically we try to work it in, in an organic way. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we typically, um, yeah, I, I encourage you guys to go check that out. Word up Wednesday and you'll kind Definitely. of see how it works. We'll give it a share. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, uh, it, it's just, it's different. It's something that I used to do in sports, um, that I would let people give me words and I kind of mm-hmm. work them in. That's talent. Yeah. And, and just kind of mess around. And so then, uh, so it, it kind of created this deal where, my friend, Michael Spencer, who used to be the sports director here, he's now the sports director up in Denver. And so he will do Word Up Wednesday from mm-hmm. time to time up in Denver. So it's it's cool. Um, yeah, That's Word Up funny. Wednesday. Check it out. I don't know if you've ever seen the show um, How I Met Your Mother. Yep. But um, Robin, the character on there, she was um, – I guess she had an interview show. And she had a tick where she would always say, but um – and uh, everyone would take <laughs> a shot. So are there, like, any inside jokes of, like, um, any habits makers no. have, anything like that? Oh, I, I'm trying to think of, of anything that, that I typically, oh, you put me on the spot. <laughs> I don't, I don't know right now. I, I do have a funny story for you. This, this true story, this just happened the other day. This happened Friday. So I do multiple shows a day. So I do, uh, well, I do um, one show and multiple newscasts. So I'll do studio four at four. Mm-hmm. I'll do the news at five. I'll do the news at six. I'll come back and switch and I'll do the, an hour long news on Fox. Mm-hmm. Wait, so the, these are not all, all on the same network? Uh, no. So I'll, most of them are on NBC and then I only do one broadcast on Fox, okay. on Fox 14. Mm-hmm. So then I'll do an hour. Uh, so the four o'clock show is an hour. The five o'clock is 30 minutes, six o'clock, 30 minutes, nine o'clock is an hour. And then I do 10 o'clock for 30 minutes. Well, Friday had just kind of been a long day. And, and typically I get done with the nine o'clock and then I walk over to the 10 o'clock set. Uh, I bring up the 10 o'clock scripts and I start getting ready to do that. All right. Well, on, on Friday, my mind, I checked out. So I get done with the nine o'clock and I think I'm, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. And now again, I do this Every week night, Monday through Friday, I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I go, I take off my mic. I take off my earpiece. I loosen my tie. I mean, I'm picking up my keys. And my co-anchor, Megan, who's also a good friend, looks at me. And she says, Andy, are you not doing the 10 o'clock news? <laughs> and sheer dude, terror like sets in you know that where you instantly are sweating your heart rate goes up mm-hmm. and i think oh my goodness and because the the nine o'clock ends like at 9 58 and then like the or like 9 57 and then like at 9 59 the 10 o'clock start so it's starting whether i'm out there or not <laughs> all right so now at this point i'm full panic mode mm-hmm. I, I i i i start running through there and then jackie 
my co-anchor at 10, has already started what we call it the super tease. You know, that thing that's uh, uh, coming up tonight. We're taking a look at early voting elections. And there was a wreck in Hartley County why sheriff's officials say they've called in Texas Rangers. The that, summary. And the summary. And then it mm-hmm. goes, the KMR, Local 4 News at 10, starts after this. Okay. I miss that. I'm not out there. Mm-hmm. So I go, I have to get my mic and I run out to the set. So now at this point, I have 30 I have 30 seconds before that camera comes on. And I'm so discombobulated. I because in my mind, I was going home. So Jackie's like, fix your t-. so I'm fixing my tie, I'm throwing the microphone on. I don't have my earpiece in, so I can't hear what anybody's saying. So I just sat down and I literally sat down. I buttoned my coat and pff, we're on. Wow. And in my mind, like you guys may have not have known anything was happening, mm-hmm. but in my mind, like I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I just did this. So yeah, that was, uh, that was, that, that happened. Made it on time though. So. I, I was, and again, most people would not have known yeah. that I wasn't, I wasn't there. That's funny. So, so um, you sound like you're pretty busy with the, with the news and everything. So how do you, um, how do you make time for doing a uh, realty? So uh, to give you guys a concept, I, I typically go to work uh, at the station between 1.30 and 2 every day mm-hmm. in, in that time frame. And I get out at 6.45, and then I'm typically back up at work around 8, between 8 and 8.20 in that mm-hmm. window is when I when I get back in, and then I'm there until about 11. So we do real estate. Uh, my wife is a licensed realtor, and so we work together. So in the mornings, we handle all of our stuff together. We're looking at we're looking over our contracts. We're looking at our listings. We're making sure we're good. And then anything that has to be done while I'm not there, my wife Michelle takes care takes care of it. Gotta and have that backbone, man. And I mean, I couldn't. Do, I mean, I literally couldn't do both of the jobs. I mean, she's the one that started the whole real estate thing. Anyway, it was mm-hmm. it was her thing before before I got involved. Uh, and so I'm telling you, it that's the that's the that's. Gr- it's a it's a wonderful for me it's a hobby that that i love mm-hmm. uh, I, I just i love dealing dealing in real estate and, and helping clients meeting new people um because my my job doesn't allow me to do that kind of work and so it's just it's different man it's really it's really good and it gives us an opportunity to save a little money on the side so that's good sorry headphones oh, that's a little right. bit <laughs> there like, was that noise no, so I- you make you make you make the time in the mornings i like Excuse me. I went through a time where I was like showing houses at night on my dinner break this past week. We just we had some clients that needed to see at that time. It was after they got done working. And so I would show houses between 645 and 820. Nice. And then I come right back and, and I'm doing mm-hmm. it. And, and then one of the things about having your cell phone, you're always constantly kind of working. I mean, I have, um, you know, you, you, you get a showing them saying, hey, we're, we're doing this thing. Uh, we got an offer. So... It's good, and we do well. Um, you know, our, our our typical thing is we we try to do you know fifteen to twenty transactions a year. It's kind of what we shoot for. We don't want any more than that because it's a big transaction too. Yeah, you fifteen to twenty. You just try to get in there and, and do that, and mm-hmm. um, we don't try to take on more than we can chew. We just you know we want to just a little side hustle to make some money. Is there a specific uh, housing area like you specialize in? You know, we we do we do all of them, but um, we've lived in three houses in Olson. Mm-hmm. So I've done a lot. I've done a lot of real estate in Olson, mm-hmm. uh, just because our friends live over there. Um, typically, uh, people know that we kind of know what's going on over there. Uh, so we end up we end up a lot of a lot of homes in Olson. But I've done them everywhere. I've done it in Ridgecrest, Belmar. Um, 
uh, Greenways. I've done, uh, uh, what did I do? I've done Oakdale. I mean, I, just any, any, anyone. I mean, really, it doesn't, I don't, I don't get involved in the, the bigger stuff out at, uh, colonies. um, I haven't, I don't think I've done anything. I've done, I've done a sell in the colonies. Like I'll represent buyers. I haven't done any sellers out there, but I, I'm trying to think like, um, out at the lake, Lake Tanglewood. Like if somebody said, Hey, I have a house to sell in Lake Tanglewood. I wouldn't, I would refer them out to somebody that specializes in mm -hmm. that. Cause that's a, that's a pretty specialized market. Um, yeah. Well, so, but it's good, man. Real estate, uh, real estate has been has been very good to us in the in the last couple of years that we've done it. It was crazy going back to school, though. Are you going back to school? Well, I, went, I had to go back to school for the real estate license. I had to oh, do that. Yeah, okay. so you had to go back. Um, I was taking internet classes. I was doing all that, and then you know you have to do continuing education, which I just had to do again. Like every two mm -hmm. years, you have to take eighteen hours. So which, it's kind of nice. I kind of actually enjoy. I, I've I've always enjoyed school. Mm -hmm. um, well, especially college i enjoyed college probably too much but um yeah it was constantly going back so it was, it was weird to have to go back into that study mode of like i got to get these hours mm -hmm. i got to do this i got to pass this test and uh yeah but, but was the whole course online i took every uh, i took when, when i got my license every single thing i did was online mm -hmm. and then now as i do my continuing education uh my continuing education hours a lot of times i'll take the classes at a title company or, mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. so. about how long did it take to uh you know study everything and yeah. the test done? okay i i i know exactly how long it took for me because i'm sitting there and it was, we were coming up on Fat Tuesday. I don't remember what year this was, like four or five years ago. And I was trying to think of something to give up. Mm -hmm. Like, what am I going to give up for, you know, what am I going to, what am I going to do? Am I going to give something up? And then I was like, why don't I take something on? Like instead of, and so I literally created a, 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 in my mindset, I've got 40 days. I have 40 days to get my real estate license. And I did it. Wow. I, and it was through a lot of sacrifice of, 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 you know, our free time. And my wife was really good. I would, uh, I would do it in the morning until I went to work. I'd go to work, I'd come home at night. I would do it from whatever time I got home from 11 to 1231 and I'd reset and I'd wake up in the morning and I did it and got everything done in, in 40 days. By the time, uh, from fat Tuesday to Easter, I had all my classes done. All I had to do was take the test. Wow. So, take the That's big awesome. the big the big real estate test you had to take a lot of like little mini tests in between but yeah are you one of those uh wake up at five thirty in the morning people oh oh no <laughs> zane I, let me tell you something i i no I, I wish i could i wish my body allowed me to do that but i don't i mm -hmm. i typically if i'm helping the girls out in the morning um it's probably 6 45 7 o'clock um if my wife is doing that and i had a late night at work and i get to sleep in i typically 839 now i will tell you golf does get me up like we're coming up now that we're getting close to may i'll probably start waking up a little bit earlier getting the girls to school going playing nine holes coming home and doing that in the morning mm -hmm. but yeah golf is the one thing that will wake me up early like when my dad during the summer a lot of times we'll be teeing off on the first tee at like seven in the morning so wow. i'll wake up at I have no problem waking up at 5.30 if I know that I'm going to spend the afternoon on the golf course. With my I, love, I love that morning summer breeze at 7 oh, a.m. So oh, the air just smells fresh. Yeah. 
How many um, hours of sleep do you average? Because I know there's people who can run off of four hours and I be can't. fine, and there's people that like yeah. I need eight to nine, or I can't do anything. I'm eight to nine. <laughs> I can't function. I don't get more than eight to nine. I, I'm 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 kind of with Zane over here. Uh-huh. I gotta I gotta have I gotta have eight to nine. If I don't, then it just starts to it starts to wear on me. Mm-hmm. Um, it it starts to wear on me. So typically, I'll get to bed, I'll get to bed about twelve thirty at night because mm-hmm. I'll get home and I'll have to watch a show or whatever to kind of. Um, the news is so serious most of the time. I do. I have to. I have to do mindless television at night when I get home, um, like watch reruns of Scrubs or The Office. Some Jersey or, Shore. Oh, <laughs> and I, have, I can't. I can't get into. I can't get into Jersey Shore. It's a, tra- it's a train wreck. Um, but I. I have seen it. Uh, but no, I have to have. I have, I have to have something mindless like Brooklyn Nine Nine is mm-hmm. one of my favorite it's a great shows. Great show. Um, yeah, it just has to be where. I, I used to like try to read. Uh, and I just, I'm like, no, I need, I need my mind to be able to shut off. So mm-hmm. literally last night I put on, I've started back on scrubs and I'm going all the way through it. So it's just something that I throw on. Do you nice. watch the office? Love it. Okay. I'm just making sure. Man, I love the office. That's probably one of my most favorite shows. I remember when it originally came out, like I, I, I was like, man, this show is so different. I love it. And there was a time it was kind of like Seinfeld, I'm a huge Seinfeld fed. Um, the office almost didn't take. On you? Uh, no, the office, the the show, it didn't have ratings early on. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And NBC, I mean, there was this time where I didn't think, I was like, oh, man. I, I So every every season, I was like, man, please renew this. Please mm-hmm. renew this. And so finally, it got such a big following where you didn't have to worry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing with Seinfeld. Yeah. Seinfeld almost got axed early on. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's yeah. a show about nothing. It's it's hard to sell a show about nothing, but it, it became one of the, um, in my opinion, the best show ever on television in terms of what it was able to do. And, mm-hmm. and it's still I still watch Seinfeld. As a matter of fact, I actually had this shirt on before I put this one on this morning. I had a shirt on that said Serenity Now, uh, which is one of my favorite sayings from one of the Seinfeld episodes. Oh, yeah, I saw that on your uh, Facebook timeline. Yeah. From, <laughs> yeah so you, you've done, uh, Matt's done his research. So yeah, my wife got me this, this shirt that says Serenity Now. And it's funny because I have... Um, I typically work with a, a younger group at the station. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm easily one of the oldest at the at the station, and so. Um, but I love this. There's this younger generation that's coming up that's watching Seinfeld now, and for for us to talk about it because it's just a it's a show about nothing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And that's the beauty of streaming. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's the beauty of like uh, online streaming is you can go back and. Watch What's Seinfeld whatever. in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm telling you, I highly suggest it. You know what's crazy is I I never watched Friends up until maybe a year or two ago, where I had this. We were talking about it at work, and they were like, "You haven't seen Friends?" And I was like, "No, no, I I didn't watch it." And then I had I got um, we had these kids in. It was like a 4-H group in on Studio Four. And this kid, somebody said something. I said, you haven't seen what? I said, they're making fun of me because I haven't seen Studio 4. And this like kid, he was like a freshman or whatever, like looked at me and was like, you haven't seen Friends? I was like, oh. This kid's like throwing shade at me. And so I, I was like, I guess I should go back and watch it. And so my wife and I went back and, and, and went through it all. And I loved it. Yeah. I Again, it was mindless. Yeah, I haven't watched it since the internet, but I used to watch it after school all the time. It's a good show. That, that, show, that show ended when I was in elementary school. Uh, there's another another way that that Matt and Zane making me feel old, <laughs> but, that, but that's all right. The, but the only reason I remember that is because I had it was my my music teacher at Oakdale, who really loved that show, and I remember going to uh, Mr. Royster. Yep. Yeah, that's his name. Oh, Scott. Nice. Yeah, we used to call him Mr. Uh, Mr. Rooster. Yeah. So so Scott, um, I I knew Scott. I used to mentor at Oakdale. So um, 
Miss Cox, Shelly Cox. Yeah, I remember Miss Cox. So they're still some of our best friends. Like really? we we see and talk to them all the time. As a matter of fact, um, last I was over at their house last weekend. Her husband is a good friend of mine. So um, so that's how I got to know uh, Mr. Royster. Is I went and I would spend um, a, a couple of days a month hanging out at uh, at Oakdale. Really? Yeah. As a matter of fact, we'd have these. I would I would host these parties. Um, you know the, the all the little tests that you guys have to take. The tech, and, it was a toss test back in yeah, the day. Yeah, and so I would, yeah. we would play Guitar Hero. Um, I would, we'd do this deal. We'd eat pizza and play, just trying to get them loosened up for the test. And, and yeah, I, I, I used to push that quite a bit. I loved Oakdale. Um, Shelly Belogalu, Miss Belogalu, yeah, probably Bologaloo. your principal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's my principal. Um, I, th- I thought the world of Shelly. Miss Holder was the assistant principal at that time. Now she's a principal somewhere else. Really? So, yeah, I had. Um, yeah, I, Oakdale was Oakdale was good. Yeah, I'm, I remember uh, Miss Belogaloo because uh, she didn't suspend me one time because I had stole some of Mrs. Cox's pencils from her desk. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna text I'm gonna text Miss Cox right now and let her know that you Suspended. did that and you didn't get suspended. We're gonna have to come up with a punishment. <laughs> so. Um, so, so you went to Oakdale and probably mm-hmm. off to Bowie from that from there, right? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to Caprock, Caprock yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's a that's kind of the trajectory that I would have been on because I I was in Humphreys Highland and Oakdale in that area a majority of my time. So and I then they been, all go to Bowie from there. Yeah, yeah I would I would have uh, I would have jumped over to Bowie and then from Bowie uh, into Caprock. But I went out to Boys Ranch the summer of my sixth to seventh grade year, mm-hmm. and so I was out there. But yeah. There you go. Now, what school? Uh, tell me a little bit about. He's from Canyon. I, oh I, yeah, you, so I, you grew up in Canyon. I started out at Bivens Elementary, and then uh, we moved to Canyon when I was in like the very end of fourth grade. Yeah. And so then I just went to Canyon to WT, and yeah. now I'm here. I love Canyon. Uh, we regularly go down there. Um, I, I love the atmosphere down at the at the square. Mm-hmm. The Imperial Tap Room is great. Um, I still uh, haven't been to Barrel and Pie. Oh, I hear God. good things. Dude, you gotta go. There's this. Um, they they have some of the best pizza. Uh, it's just it's so good. Uh, it's it's one of my favorite places. It's good. Nice. I thought there were something pies, pies like actual pies. <laughs> it's a pizza and pie. actual barrels. So. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good though. It uh, and then you know they've got Palace Coffee. The original Palace Coffee oh, was down I in Canada. Palace Palace is cool. Um, uh, shout out to uh, Patrick and Crystal. Um, they're they friends of mine. Mm-hmm. They had this vision of they. He's got a. You should have him on your podcast uh, to talk coffee, man. That dude. Oh, he's, what's his name? Uh, his name is um, his name is Patrick. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you all the the stuff here uh, off air so that way you can call him. He cool. Um, they're just they're just good good people. Patrick and Crystal Burns. They're I mean they're just great. But you're talking about somebody who loves coffee to the nth degree and knows mm-hmm. more about coffee than I'll ever. I mean he's forgotten more about coffee than I know or will ever know. And so uh, they're really active uh, with uh, Emerald Little Theater. They're they're really great. But their story about starting palace and and kind of their journey through it i, I think i think a lot of them so you have to have them all they'd be, they'd be great guests it's awesome i didn't know that palace was a local place yeah man. i thought it was like worldwide or i like, the, I like the one in canyon a lot because it's i don't know what that building used to be yeah but it looks really cool in there that because that's where it all started and so mm-hmm. that that's my that's my favorite that's my favorite one um uh, and then, uh, then my my second favorite is the palace off of Thirty um, Fourth and mm-hmm. and Bell right there, because my one of my best friends Matt did a lot of the construction work for that. He mm-hmm. was he, he's a general contractor and did a lot of the stuff for that. So it uh, he also did the uh, helped with the one downtown. So um, yeah, I I just 
Yeah, they're good people. Yeah, coffee's a big thing here. Yeah, when, it's crazy. When you go to Palace, just the, the way people dress, is, it's like its own culture, you know? Man. It's, I don't know if it's considered hipster, I don't know, but... I think hipster would. I think hipster <laughs> might be, be be one of them. But yeah, but hipsters don't like being called hipsters. No, no, I'm not a hipster. My sister used to work at my through my boys' ranch family that took me in. My sister, that sister from that side, she actually worked at Palace for a long time. She 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 loved it. There, it's a it's a good place. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, man, it, that all started in Canyon. Um, he was. They had been passionate about coffee, and man, he just they, they just went after it. They had this dream of doing this, and they. Um, not only are they making a they're making a great living, but they're making a difference in the coffee industry. Man, he's they've got, they've won they've won a lot of awards. Really, that's yeah. awesome. A friend yeah. of mine's wife was in like a um, a local competition, like a barista competition. Yeah, and I didn't even know those existed, but like she almost won it. People get like, serious wow. about their coffee. <laughs> yeah, it, really no, do. it's legit, man. It's so like I would presenta- go in there. It's like a cooking show. Yeah, I would go in there and like they're having like coffee tastings, and it's I mean it's to the nth degree, man. I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty elementary with my coffee. Like I, I I'm not put it in the coffee pot. I'm like I, I'm not like quite at Maxwell House, but you know I uh, or Folgers, but I. Um, yeah, but it's it's crazy. You guys should have them on. Um, Definitely. Yeah. It'd be awesome. It's amazing how many different ways you can actually make coffee too. I know. There's like the slow pour. There's the um, my my friend. I I, I kind of joke around because they're uh, they're all real fancy with their coffee. They make some real fancy coffee. Um, I, my, I, I recently turned 46 on my birthday on Wednesday mm-hmm. and my wife was like, "What do you want?" I was like, "I really don't need. It. I don't want anything." But then we have some friends of ours. Um, Teal and Katie, and they have this one coffee machine. And I was like, man, why don't you ask about that coffee machine? Because that makes the best coffee. When I go to their house, I'm like, that, that coffee is like a whole different level. I was like, maybe I need to invest in a legit coffee maker. Mm-hmm. So, But I can't do the – my wife can't drink coffee. She's she's on decaf. So I can't make a pot because – She diabetic? I, um, she, no, she just doesn't like it. She, oh, okay. she, ca- caffeine makes her weird. She, she, and <laughs> just assume she, diabetes. <laughs> yeah, he, he went. He went. <laughs> my my grandma drinks decaf coffee, and she has she's a diabetic. So I just kind of correlated the two. Like no, maybe she might be diabetic. Maybe, no, no, she she just uh, caffeine makes she doesn't handle caffeine well. So for me to make a cup a, a, a pot of coffee just doesn't doesn't work mm-hmm. for her. So um, and and I know that like some diehard coffee people are gonna hate this, but like most of the time we do Keurig. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. It's lame. I know it, but it's easy. My mom just got one of those, and it's so nice too. Did you just pop it in, pop those little things in, just press the button. Nice. Yeah, I got one of those at work. Pretty cool. All right, let me let me let me let me introduce you guys to something that will. If you if you do do cure egg, and again, I'm not. Uh, I, I support I support our local coffee shops and this that, and the other. But in my life is just I gotta have it fast. I gotta have it quick. We mm-hmm. little, Always on the go. Yeah, I started I started buying this coffee called it's like San Francisco Bay coffee, mm-hmm. uh, and they come in these. Um, these it's just man it's just in terms of like keurig coffee like it's it's up there for me i don't know you have to, you have to try it san francisco coffee so, yeah it's like san francisco bay coffee or something like that I'll, I'll i'll look it up but i'm 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 constantly on amazon rolling rolling things out amazon makes it too easy yeah it really does um, and there's just a ton of companies popping up like it seems like there's a new coffee company every day yeah san francisco bay one cup and just that's what it's called, San Francisco Bay, uh, and their 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 French um, roast is really good. And then nice. uh, they've got good decaf too. Yeah, so there you go. Do you do you add anything to your coffee? Like no, man, no. Straight give it black? to me straight. Mm. Give yeah, it to that's me. What don't, I do. Don't, I like it too. Don't 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 tape my coffee. Don't do that. I like I like tasting it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like it. I was trying to do a, like a 
ketogenic low carb thing for a while and i'd put like butter and heavy whipping cream in it and it was good but then i just went back to black well, when i first black. started that's how I would, I would do the french french vanilla creamer it was like and i was like man what i'm i'm, I'm i have this thing where i don't like to drink my sugar mm-hmm. i like to eat my sugar so i yeah. don't I, I typically don't drink sodas i'll have some every once in a while mm-hmm. but i don't uh, i don't put any sugar in anything that i drink because I enjoy eating chocolate. Like, that's, <laughs> I'm like, give me a Reese's peanut butter yeah. cup, man. That's gold for me. I would rather eat that sugar than drink that sugar. Um, but when I first got started, um, that's kind of what I did. Now, I will tell you back in the day, like one of my favorite um, local coffees was I used to love the Roaster's Blend. Uh, and they, they do some, they do black and tan now, which is still really, really good. Um, but yeah, the, the Roaster's Blend, man, that was my, that was my jam. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> Um, and that was really my gateway into like really appreciating like like real coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of the thing that kind of opened it up. Uh, Craig Galtier, I went to college with him, and so uh, that was kind of my the, kind of my introduction to it. And now we have a lot of local local places that uh, it's, that are really good. What are your uh, favorite local food spots? Oh man, y'all don't give me now food. That's my passion. Same. Like I love food. So here we go. I mean, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna blow you out. You. Um, Wait before you start, I got to ask. Okay, are you a Judy's fan? Oh man, Judy's was the bomb. No, rest their breakfast, <laughs> their breakfast burritos, they were better than oh. any other place. So I would intentionally when I would go over to Oakdale, mm-hmm. um, I would stop by Judy's, or when uh, and that's where we would have like lunch deals where I'd go eat with the fifth grade teachers because of uh, the mentorship that I would do over there. Mm-hmm. So we would pick up Judy's, but their breakfast burritos, oh. man, they were they were so good. Unfortunately. Um, I didn't. I would go play golf out at Comanche Trail, and so I would stop by there and get the burritos earlier. But one of the tough things for me is I don't handle cigarette smoke well. Yeah, I knew you were about to go there. Every, so, every time you walk in there, it's just that big old fresh whip of cigarettes. Man, it's just like and and so there wasn't like a break in between the two, so I would always have to get it to, to get go. it to go and eat it in the car. Like, but Judy's oh, and it's places like that that man we I search those places out. Um, there's a, there's like a taco shop that I love that's over by my house. Um, it's L, uh, how do you pronounce it? It's E L and then it's G I R O. El Giro. El Giro. El Giro, like a rooster. Well, it's that? Hero in Italian. So, El, but is it, uh, uh, is it a rooster in Spanish? Whatever, whatever. I'm a coconut. I don't yeah, know. You don't, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just look like it. You're asking the so, wrong brown guys. Okay, yeah. so let me tell you though. <laughs> in terms of <clears throat> like their tacos are a dollar thirty five a piece. They got um, they got oh, it's just so good. Go over there. That's one of my favorite little places that I go. Um, uh, their uh, their pastor is really good. And their chicken's really good. But you would drive by that place and you wouldn't give it a second thought. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, man, there's no way I'm going in there. And I love that place. Um, so I love Yellow City Street Food. Um, I, I think, love that place too. I think is Scott it, is that on Sixth Street? Um, they they are it's, over. It's right next it, to Crunch now, but it used to be on Sixth Street. So you you know where Thai Air One is? Yeah. Okay, so it's like it's it's over there off, off Wolfland, like two things down. In terms of, they're so good. I think I think Ren and Scott um, are so good at what they do. I, I I love going in there. I love their. I love everything about everything they've ever made that even they, they take me outside of my comfort zone so often, mm-hmm. but in the most delightful way, yeah. because I'll be like, man, what, what am I about? What am I about to eat? What, what did you, and it, I'm serious. It's so good. So that, that place is definitely on there. Catfish tacos there. Amazing. They have catfish tacos. Yeah. 
That sounds amazing. Man, it, it is. is. Like I'm telling you, but they what they the, the sometimes they'll do like this Asian slaw on top. Of the, he just has a way of combining all these different flavors with these microgreens, and it's so good. So um, that's definitely on there. Uh, one place, uh, like on my birthday, I go there every year. I go to Golden Light. I think they have the best burger. Like I go over there and get their green chili bacon cheeseburger. Angela is the owner over there. I go in there regularly. I love that place. It's called the Golden Light Cantina, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. They just uh, packed that place out. Like, um, yeah, we did. We did a show there a couple weeks ago. About last week, right? I think so. That's my favorite local dive place, uh, and I don't get out much anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's my favorite local dive place. And then the burgers next door are so good. Uh, I'm just a huge fan. Obviously, I love Five Seven Five. We have a lot of great pizza places here mm-hmm. in, in town. There's like Fire Slice, Five Seven Five. Uh, a couple of our um, like food trucks recently. Nomads Pizza is incredible, dude. I ate a pizza from there the other day. I'm sorry, I could talk about food. Mm-hmm. I, I can talk about. I'm food hooked. All day. I'm with you. So this, I'm hungry. So Nomad, <laughs> Nomads Pizza. I went over to Pondicetta. Uh, to have a beer, mm-hmm. uh, Pondicetta, favorite local brewery, they're, and they're just really kill- cool place. They're killing it. Their 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 stuff is just so good. Um, a couple of Canyon kids, um, they're from Canyon. Oh really? Yeah. I need to have them on. Uh, yeah, you got to have them on. They're they're incredible. So I went over there, and Nomad's Pizza was there, and it had a macaroni. This is gonna sound crazy. It had a macaroni and cheese base for the pizza. Mm-hmm. All right, and then it had brisket. And then it had like this cheese sauce, but it was uh, it was a beer cheese sauce, and then it had Korean barbecue sauce on top of it. Oh my goodness! And my wife and I are really adventurous when it comes to food, and man, we loved it. But they're incredible. Reagan's uh, Reagan's brick oven is amazing. Um, uh, my favorite Thai. I love I love Thai food. Like I will go I will I will go to the ends of the earth for good Thai food. Your Thai town guy. Um, well, I am a Thai star guy. Okay. And that's off the boulevard, mm-hmm. what would be just east of the, the newest fire station over there. Like if you come down Grand and you take a ride on the boulevard and you go, go over down, the bridge, right? No, right before the bridge. Okay. It's literally like if, if you hit the bridge, you've gone too far and it's this little blue and white building. Yeah. And, and Brian and Dow, the, those are the two owners. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dow's from Thailand. Brian is from Nebraska. They got married. Um, a uh, long, long time ago. But anyway, I go in there. Their their chicken pad thai is it's delicious. A, oh my gosh, it's so good. Um, Jackie, uh, oh, my coworker, loves Thai Diamond. Mm. I've had some of their stuff. Their stuff is really good too. Mm. Um, Bangkok, Tokyo. I had a Bangkok, Tokyo all the time. I went there yesterday for the first time. Great Maybe. place. What'd you get? I got a udon pad ki mao. Yeah, that's good. That's what it was called. Yeah. Um, I. Th- I love the Penang. They're, Penang they're, no, I, no. I do their chicken Penang, but I, I, I say no vegetables. And just give me the chicken with the like the coconut curry sauce with the, the dill. Oh, man. It's, mm. I, guys, my, my stomach right now is growling. Yeah. Yeah. My girlfriend got a, a Captain Crunch roll, and that was delicious. Mm-hmm. A Captain Crunch roll? Yeah, yeah it was sweet? like fried sushi. Yeah, roll. and it and it's it says Captain Crunch, but it doesn't really have anything to do with the cereal. Yeah, it's but, like but, I was thinking, I was like, this doesn't sound good. Yeah, it, it's it's really good though. Um, their sushi is incredible. Oh man, I just think of, and I know I'm leaving out. Oh, my, oh, one of my favorite places to go grab dinner. I love Drunken Oyster. Oh, um, that is a great place too. Drunken Oyster is really good. It's uh, the first time I had a mule. I think that's what it's called when they bring out those little, those little fancy drinks. The Moscow Mule. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That that's really good. Those are really good. Uh, they, they have they have great drinks. Uh, the owner over there is a friend of mine, Rory. She comes on our show regularly. That's good, man. I hit up Public House. As a matter of fact, we had my birthday uh, dinner. We went with some friends last night. And did um, did that? How it was just it was good. My my go to drink is an old fashioned. 
What's old that? Fashioned. Old fashioned. That's what I meant to say. An old fashioned. That's yeah. What I had. So, so an old fashioned basically, uh, it is a, uh, it's, it's a bourbon drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically like it with a rye uh, in it. You have basically the whiskey. Um, you got uh, it's a little bit of sugar um, that you kind of muddle down uh, with a little bit of orange, and then you throw in some uh, bitters. Uh, and uh, with a cherry on top of it, but man, I- I'm telling you, it's, it's art. It's no, art it, it really is. It's it's really good, and I love that these old drinks are making are making a comeback. Like that was a big deal. Like if you ever watched Mad Men, that was that was a big that was a big thing. Um, but yeah, uh, both of those places make 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 really really good drinks. Um, I'm trying to think of some other places. I really are you Lupita's fan? Yes, okay. I love Lupita's. They just, like, opened, they just opened up a strip club. Did you see that? No, they didn't. Yeah, the, you can, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not you, BSing. What man, y'all stick to your lane. Go with some tacos and burritos. <laughs> no, like you can go in there and you can eat a burrito while you watch strippers. No, I swear, I'm being dead no, serious with you. I've never been. No, but coming up at five, strippers at Lupita's. Yeah, I don't. I, that is definitely something I do not endorse. Um, what? No, like the one that's over off of Grand and Tenth. No, 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 no. Which one? They opened up a new, I think it's a new building. Oh. But they got this going on. No. I, don't, I don't think strippers and food should go together. No. I, I just can't say strippers, like, especially the one on 10th. No. Like when no. the jungle was in town, people no. people would tell me they have the best steaks. I'm like, why no. are you eating a steak there? <laughs> Sounds like the dirtiest steak of all For time. For the record, like I am against all that. Like I, you you had me at tacos and burritos and you absolutely. Um, I, Went left. Where is it? Like I don't even think. I have no clue. And I, I know it's a real thing. I have friends that have been there before, but I've never been. I don't that's funny. All of a sudden, the city gonna go looking into that because I don't know if that's coded for that. But uh, yeah, anyway, call the health inspector. Hey, let's get. <laughs> I don't want that. So let's get back to just straight up food. Yeah, uh, that's, that's that's food. Um, yeah, not good. I'm trying to think of another place that I. For the record, that was that was his fault. So. That was Zane. That was that was that was Zane. Uh, Put it all again, on me. I can't confirm or deny anything he said. So uh, um, I'll take the smoke. I want it. Uh, go, if you if you haven't been to Barrel and Pie, I think they have some of the best pizza. I'll check it out. Have you been to the? Uh, are you a big seafood fan? Mm-hmm. You had the Lost Cajun. Oh. I went there a couple weeks ago. You know what's funny? It's a great place. It, it, it's wonderful, and they. Um, I've never been that big of a fried catfish guy. Now I, I, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I went in there and I had. I was like, man, I guess I am a catfish guy. Like I, I had some. It was so good. My wife, my kids love it. Um, it's really good. But if you haven't, I, if you haven't been to. Um, if you have not been over to Rory's, the lost, um, not the lost Cajun, um, that was Drunk what you oyster. Said, the drunken oyster, uh, go over there and try that out. It's really Definitely good. Nice. She's got some really good stuff. I never thought I would have liked uh, a fried alligator. They had some of that. It's really good over there at the drunken oyster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. fried alligator. Yeah, I've never had it. alligator before. I don't. I don't think I'm a fan of crawfish, or maybe I just haven't tried the right crawfish. Do you? Are there any places you recommend locally? Um, I don't if I don't know if Rory has that on her menu right now. I've had crawfish and I I, I love it. I like crawfish etouffee. Mm-hmm. Like there, I think um, there used to be a place in town called what was it? Cajun Magic, I think. But yeah, I love crawfish. If you get a good crawfish boil, um, it's good. I like crawfish etouffee. It's one of my favorite 
one of my favorite dishes. I like seeing pictures of the crawfish when there's a bunch of it, and then they have the potatoes and the corn on that, the cob. That's a boil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a crawfish boil. I've a never friend, had it. Oh, man. It's yeah. life-changing. I had a friend, uh, Mac, uh, Michael Galloway, used to, um, we would we would set those up over in Olson at his house, and he would he would get it flown in, and we would do this crawfish boil and add, and add the, the corn, the sausage. Ah, oh, it's so good. Man, why don't we get talking about food? Oh, I am no. so... Oh, no. So hungry right now. I was, I was gonna. You want to kind of wrap it up? Yeah, we can wrap it up soon. I wanted yeah. to ask another one. Okay, are there ahead. any? Um, are there any like big franchises or big restaurants that you want to see come to Amarillo? That you're like, man, we need one of these. Um, and I'm going to say this for fear of offending someone, and I hope <laughs> I, I don't. Because listen, I, um, the people that own Sharkies, I love Sharkies. Mm-hmm. It's was one of my. I hit Sharkies all the time. I think their spicy ranch is like heavenly. I think it's so good, and and I love that family. I love the Epps family. They are incredible. Um, I, I remember, and I haven't eaten there in so long, but I used to love Freebirds, Freebirds burritos. I really did. I haven't I, I been love there, them. but I hear a lot. Yeah, we have, we, we have a Chipotle and, and I, you know, I figure at some point we'd have that. Uh, I really, I really, uh, enjoy that. But man, in terms of the big, huge chains, I'm pretty, I'm, I, I try to stay pretty local. There are some big chain stuff that I'll do, but most of the time, if, if my wife and I are going to pick... We try to pick local. Like, for example, mm-hmm. um, if, if I want Italian food, I'm going to Pescara's. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Chef Juan over there and Tanya and that family. Um, I try to – I think the key in life is making making relationships happen mm-hmm. and, and to live life with good people. And so – and you do that, live life with good people and good food. And so I seek out these local places like Scott and Wren, uh, what 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 they're doing at Yellow City Street Food, uh, what Rory's doing at her restaurant. Um, Public House is a local place. Uh, Prime is local. Um, Barrel and Pie is local. Mm-hmm. If you you give me a restaurant and I can, if you give me a kind of food you want to eat, I'll give you a local restaurant awesome. that will compete every day with the chains. And the chains are great. Like mm-hmm. I've got friends that um, that are great, and we have those people come on our show, and and I like their food. Um, I just a lot of times will intentionally seek out mm-hmm. on that local thing. Um, Jackie Kingston and I did a thing not too long ago, where uh, and we caused some controversy with this. But we did this. It was during March Madness, and so Jackie came up with the idea of doing a food bracket. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw that. Sixty-four, and so we we did sixty-four restaurants, all local, local right? all local who, restaurants. Who ended up winning that thing? Sharkies. Oh, really? Right I now, could, wow. I see again, why that's controversial. No, <laughs> I, I agree. And, and, I, and what I said to somebody is, um, and I like, I like the Epps. It, it ended up being between. Uh, Joe Taco in the finals, mm-hmm. and and how we didn't we didn't pick who we we literally just filled out the bracket, mm-hmm. and we tried to figure it. We even tried to do seeds. For example, I think my favorite. If you said Andy, what is your favorite? You've got to go there. Like I've never had a bad experience there, and there are a lot of. But OHMS is like top on my list. Mm-hmm. Most people haven't even gone there. They don't even know it. Exists. I've never heard of it. Exactly. I thought it, I called it Ohms for the longest time, and they're like, "No, it's called OHMS." OHMS. <laughs> it's downtown. It's across from the uh, uh, what is now it's the tallest bank in downtown, First Bank Southwest. It's like right across the street from there in this little room. Um, their their drinks are incredible. Their food their food is incredible. Um, the best steak I've ever had in my life was from there. Really? Wow. So it is this incredible place. But again, OHMS. Didn't make it very far because most people, don't the average it. person, they just don't go there. Mm-hmm. 
They should go there. It's really good. Um, we had places like Thai Diamond that didn't do very well uh, because most people off the beaten path. So what we discovered, uh, there's another place that did really well. It's called Scratch Made, and they're in downtown Amarillo too. Uh, little uh, little local place, but man, they're so good. I've been meaning to go there. They have like a late night brunch. Like I think it's called Brumpkin or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Brumpkin or something like that. Yeah. Um, they're incredible. Uh, Yellow City Street Food did a really good job. But I think the winner of it, it's not an indictment on anything. We just did it to have fun. Mm-hmm. What caused controversy is like when when you would have uh, a really popular place beat out a really place that's like known for really good food. Mm-hmm. And I was like, at the end of the day, it ends up being like a popularity contest. Yeah, absolutely. But it was like free advertising for all these restaurants. We mm-hmm. just did it to have fun. Mm-hmm. But we had over... It was over 60,000 people voted wow. in that thing. 60,000? And so, yeah. And so you would be matched up, and, and sometimes Golden Light would be matched up, Burger Place would be matched up against a Mexican food place. People were like, well, how do you compare the two? We were like, we don't know. We just put <laughs> we don't them know. together. <laughs> just <you>. just pick <laughs> that one thing. And mm. so, um, again, it was, it was it was really cool. But, uh, yeah, that, that caused a who caused was a, Who was in the finals against Sharkies? Did you already mention that? Um, I'm trying to remember um, how that bracket was. I think it was five seven. It was five seven five mm. versus Sharkies on one side of the bracket. Um, okay, so that's a super on, hard comparison. Yeah, and so then <laughs> yeah. on the other side, you had I think it was it was either Scratch Made or Yellow City Street Food against Joe Taco, mm. and it, everybody was like complaining. And again, a Joe Taco local restaurant, um, the, uh, their patio seating is incredible. People were like getting on and again. Don't read the comment section. They got <laughs> yeah. on the comments. Were like, how could you know? You know, I can't believe this is, so, this is such a joke. And we're like, I'm outraged. People, people <laughs> just voted. Like I'm not. I'm like, that's what had happened. It was organic. It just kind of came out that way. Fake and news. So, again, <laughs> I, I can already see the comments. Like they paid for them to win. <laughs> yeah, there was no. It was. It really was just this organic, fun little little contest that we did just to match up with Mark. March Madness, and it didn't mean anything. Uh, it's not like they got a plaque or anything, even though <laughs> yeah. I probably should take Brent uh, a, a plaque that says uh, you're the Emerald Eats champion of 2019, but we'll, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Um, man, think, uh, do you guys got any other questions for me? I, mean, no, this is, I think this been, we, covered, we covered everything we, we wanted to, so and more. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on here. Um, you guys can reach out to me. I'm out there on Twitter, at Andy Justice. I'm on Facebook, look up the um, most of most of the stuff I do. I don't do a whole lot on my personal page. I do most of it on my professional page. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys can jump on there, um, and then you can check me on KMR Local Four every you know, Monday through Friday, five, six, and ten. And then I'm over on Fox 14 at nine o'clock, and then I do Studio Four, which is a cool little show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the afternoon. Most people are with it. It runs at four o'clock and we have chefs on and we have, and it's, it's not your typical news. It's a show. Mm-hmm. We have cooks on, we have thing we talk about things. Uh, and I want to leave you with the thought of, um, that the, the elections are Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it is a Saturday. You're going to have to, you're going to have to, if you don't early vote on Monday and Tuesday, you're going to have to go on Saturday. But, but don't complain about the process if you're not willing to invest your own personal time in it. And, you know, we have, we have good people. We have good people running. And I, I believe Amarillo is a good place. And good people in public office make it better. Absolutely. But you have to invest your, your time. And, you know, don't just put somebody's sign in your front yard. Don't, don't, just, don't just complain about it on Facebook when an election doesn't turn out the way you want it. People often talk about national politics and I'm this way or that way. Well, you make your biggest difference 
in these local elections. I mean, you, you, this is where it happens. And so um, be a part of it, be an active member in it. Um, I am, am glad that we have a lot of people running in this election. I think it's going to be exciting. I'm going to be working. Uh, typically, we don't work on Saturdays, but because we, we, we cover the elections, that's why we call your, ourselves your local election leader. We, we want to be there. We want to make sure it happens. And so um, early vote, uh, I, would, I would strongly suggest you get out and do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, early voting is easy. Uh, you may have to stand in line on Saturday, which is okay. Um, people paid with their lives for for us to be able to do this, mm. it's, and and let's take advantage of it. And let's uh, and and literally, I'm I'm guessing the demographic of your audience is probably a younger, younger, mm-hmm. a younger group. Yes, sir. Get out there and be be passionate about it. Make yeah. it look. We're, we're passionate about so many <clears throat> things. We're passionate about in game. Mm-hmm. Oh man, did you see in game? Man, that was awesome. It was incredible. Forgot it was to great. discuss that one. Yeah, uh, and I haven't. Don't give me any spoilers. I haven't watched, but we're but we're we're adamant about talking about these things. Let's be adamant about being in the political process and knowing that change happens when passion is involved. And so let's let's get out there and do that. So you guys did watch in game? Yes, sir. I haven't yet. You haven't. Well, he kind of showed me clips of it. Um, I, I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't watch any of the shows up until about. Well, I had seen like Iron Man, but I had uh, the uh, my my, uh, my my coworkers that were younger than me. They put together this awesome uh, list, list of, of where I go and what I do. And so, literally, back in November or December is when I started tackling that list, and I got all the way through it. And, wow! And man, it Commitment. was, I, dude. I but I loved it. I mean, I um, I. You know, I was I, w- I was in during Iron Man, but then all of a sudden, when Captain America, I was like, "Oh, Captain America changed it for me." That's when I, I really kind of put the the uh, the pedal to the metal. I was like, "All right, now I'm in." Like Captain America got me and took me all the way through it. And I I haven't watched Captain Marvel yet, but I'm really excited about that one. And then I need to I need to hit Endgame. But when you have a six and an eight year old, there's not a whole lot that you're watching that's not Disney and not mm-hmm. not uh, Pixar. So and it's gonna be <clears throat> kind of hard for you to find some free time too. That movie's three hours long. I know. <laughs> how did you make it through without going to the bathroom? Oh, I watched it at home. I don't even want to know how you did that. Mm-hmm. I want to. I don't want to know. I, I don't endorse this. I don't endorse it either. Uh, I, <laughs> I just I just had to see it. Well, guys, thanks for having me uh, on on the program. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Reach out to me uh, on social media. Uh, I try to be pretty active out there and doing that and. Uh, man, I appreciate. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. We for appreciate coming you coming, yeah, Andy. Definitely. Right. You, you dropped a lot of uh, a lot of gold. A lot of gems. I, I'm excited to go back and listen to again. So, yeah. definitely appreciate it. Um, you you already said where everyone can find you. Get out and vote, everybody. You know, vote. Make sure you're registered. Um, you know, pay attention. Well, thank you for tuning into the Heard That podcast, and we are out. Bye.